This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The House Ag Committee spent more than four and a half hours discussing the future of federal nutrition programs today, and both sides of the aisle appear to be ready for a farm bill fight. House Ag Committee Chair Glenn G.T. Thompson and his Senate counterpart Debbie Stabenow have offered differing ideas on whether the Farm Bill should continue to make changes to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program work requirements. Stabenow, a Democrat, says after the debt ceiling deal, the issue is now settled. But Thompson, a Republican, says more reforms should be discussed. Democrats on the House panel were repeatedly adamant that they would not support a farm bill that pursued further changes, including Jim McGovern of Massachusetts. The Freedom Caucus has all kinds of red lines that they're drawing that we all have to uh, supposedly adhere to. Well, I have a red line, too. Um, You cut SNAP, you make more people in this country hungry, then we are against this farm bill. We will fight against this farm bill, Um, plain and simple. Thompson says he's open to pursuing program changes in the legislation, but also wants to protect SNAP. The four principles that guide me as we look to address the nutrition title include innovation and technology, employment and education, integrity and accountability, and health and well-being. Uh, There are multiple programs within the Title IV, including SNAP, TFAP, and the Commodity Supplemental Food Program, each of which can benefit from some level of refinement. Jackie Fatka has a look at the hearing in her coverage on agripulse.com. The nation's pork producers say part of their African swine fever vigilance needs to include improved pre-harvest traceability. The virus has not hit the North American hog herd, but has gotten as close as the Caribbean. Now, the National Pork Producers Council is trying to assure trading partners that the U.S. has protocols in place to keep an eye on a potential disease outbreak. But NPPC Animal Health Director Anna Forsyth says additional steps are needed. We understand now that there are gaps in our current traceability system that we need to um, try to address. We've been told by import-export staff with APHIS that we need to be able to show a trading partner that we know where a disease is and where a disease is not, and that we need to be able to trace a box of meat back to an unaffected farm. And with our current traceability system, um, we won't be able to do that in every, in every case. She says existing protocols are in place for meat products traceability, but need to be expanded to the live animal herd. NPPC is holding its 35th annual World Pork Expo this week. Festivities run through Friday in Des Moines. Finally today, the intersection of climate change and agriculture came into focus in the Senate today. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Crop diversification can help with climate resiliency, but farmers might need economic protection to make the change. That's according to Martin Larson, a Minnesota farmer who spoke before the Senate Budget Committee today. The committee was exploring how climate change is impacting the economics of agriculture. Larson says farmers should consider crop diversification, but are confronted with many factors in making that decision. In my area, we have very good APHs on corn and soybeans. That is our proven yields on corn and soybeans. But if we were to step outside of those proven yields into a crop we haven't grown before, such as oats or something else, we don't have that protection of a good APH. So we need some kind of bridge programs to get us into growing something different. APH stands for Actual Production History, which covers producers against yield losses. 
Larson says Congress can also aid in market diversification. Because we grow corn and soybeans doesn't mean that we can't grow a plethora of other crops. We can. If that market existed we, and profitability was there, risk mitigation from a farmer's perspective was there, we would do it. Larson says crop diversity also hedges weather risk for producers. For AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Peigel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farmers and ranchers care about their neighbors. Through Farm Bureau's Harvest for All program, they donated the equivalent of 31.1 million meals in 2022. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.